Hi, family, and welcome to Jordan's Journey Podcast, your number one resource to help you grow in life and in faith. I'm your host, Jordan Thorpe, where we talk all things your journey to becoming, becoming who God is calling you to be. So if you're ready to learn and grow along your journey, stay tuned. Hi, family, and welcome back to another episode of What's Your Journey? I'm Jordan Thorpe. And I am Demia Law. And we have another topic today. Uh, I'm so excited about this topic because I feel like it's going to bring a lot of clarity for people who are following God, who are seeking God's word and looking for direction. And last week we talked about just our the, journeys, our journeys, and who we and are, who we are. And we read from Ephesians 2. And I started with, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. And once you once walked following the course of this world. So before you are following God, he's saying you're dead in sin. You're not really living. You're not alive. You're, you're, you're dead in sin when you are following the world and living in the flesh and pleasing your flesh. No discipline. Eating what you want. Having sex with you you want. Doing what you want to do. That those are fleshly desires. So God's saying you're, you're dead and living in sin until he goes and says, until I brought you alive, until I resurrected you. Okay. And so what does that look like when we're in the transition from living in the world and for the world to living for God and doing the things of God? And I was looking back and reflecting on my my journey and transition because I was in the world. If you don't know, get my book, Jordan's Journey. I share my story. I don't really have time to go into it on here, but I was living in the world. And then I God showed me who I was and I transitioned to no longer pleasing my flesh and my my own personal desires i laid that down and i said okay god what is it that you want me to do and so in that reflection the first thing he gave me was you start to see a way out you start to see a way out you start to see a little bit of light in the dark okay you find that there's another way to live oh so I don't have to sleep around with all these guys for them to like me. Oh, I can be celibate? Mm -hmm. oh, and you can oh, be confident in that, I can, in that decision I can too. be confident in that? Oh, there's a such thing called dating versus courting? Oh, so the, world, the, way, the world's way is dating. Like you have to date all these people to figure out who it is, what you like. But then there's courting where you don't have to sleep around. You can save yourself. Mm -hmm. that, that is a thing. So you start to see that there, there's another way. There's another way to live. And one thing that I found about God is that he's always going to give us a way out from our sin. There's always a way out. No one is ever too deep where there is no way out. Right. And he is the light when you're in darkness. Yes. You're blind on that path of not knowing what is what is right yeah i have an example or even something in my life when i was younger i was like a teenager and this this friend of mine was a guy we were like what 15 and 
I don't really remember the conversation too much, but I do remember this part of the conversation, which was he was talking about, I was trying to convince him to go to church and get closer to God. So, mm-hmm. yeah, at, yes, at 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, was, that's great. I mean, it was great, but I mean, you look back on it now and like, he probably was like, who are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, but I remember so like vividly what he said to me and he said, I can't do that right now. I've done too many bad things. Mm. I I, I don't remember the conversation too much at all, but I do remember that. I remember what I was doing and everything, which is so crazy. But I was, I told him, God doesn't need you to be perfect to meet you. You know, he can meet you right where you're at. And, yes. and be the light in that dark darkness that is going on in your life. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's super important. That last you know point you made was super important that we we keep at the forefront that there is a different way that we can live. Yeah. And with minds, you know, just giving some tangible things, yeah. which is how you know you can transition from the world to being with God and living God's way is really getting alone with him and spending that time with him. You know, that's a very tangible thing that we can do to be able to know that we can, you know, go and do what God's will is because if we're spending time with God, reading our Bibles and getting into the word, then it becomes truth to you. Yeah. And you know that, Hey, this is another way to live. This is another way of doing things. Yeah. You know, so I think that's important. I think prayer is also important. And it's just telling God how you feel. He's not this, like your boss, that you just come and knock on his door between nine and five. You know yeah. what I mean? You have <laughs> access to him at any time. Yeah. And to tell him how you feel and talk to him. Like, he yeah. really cares because he does. Yeah. You know, so it's really getting into prayer and spending that one-on-one time and making him feel real you know not this imaginary unicorn in the sky that may do something magical and sparkly for you you know no he is a god of all things so he can do those things for you and then once you do those tangible things it will start to become real to you yeah it will be like no i can transition yeah. from the world and closer to god because my alone time with him, I feel him. I feel his presence. I yeah. hear his words. Yeah. It will start to, again, be truth to you to want to make you do those things. Yeah. So I think that's super important when you're trying to make that transition. It is. And I keep going back to the scripture to the beginning because this spoke to me. Like it says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Like you were dead. And to think that. You know, there's the saying out there, living your best life. And there is nothing like living your best life. And when you have a relationship with God, when you know God, when you are in relationship with God and he, he's showing you your purpose and showing you who you are, that is ultimately living your best life. You know, because he's saying you were dead in the world. You were dead. You thought you had a couple things, some material things, a car, a house, a couple of things, but you didn't have nothing. You didn't have peace. You didn't have joy. You had the worldly things, but you, those things can be taken away, but those things are perishing minute by minute, day by day. And where you're attaching your worth to as well. 
Absolutely. And when you're attaching a word to material possessions or worldly possessions, yeah. when those things get taken away, so does your worth. Yes. Inside. That's how it feels because you're attaching to that. But yes. if you're attaching yourself to God and to his word, then it doesn't matter what is taken away from you. Mm-hmm. You will always have your worthiness coming from him and not from worldly possessions. Yeah. I'm, I'm look, thinking back. When I was younger and living in the world, like I was very materialistic, very materialistic, needed designer things to make me feel like I'm something because I ultimately didn't have, I was very shallow within. I didn't have much going on within. So I needed those material things to validate my worth. And really at the end of the day, it's like that, those things meant nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and other people around you will tell you differently. They'll make it seem like it's so important. If you don't have it, then it means nothing. You mean nothing. Right. They're not saying those actual words, right? Mm -hmm. But that's how much they're putting value onto it. Mm -hmm. You know, so the world places value on material mm -hmm. things. Like when you see Instagram and you see celebrities and artists, entertainers, like they push cars, they push designer. And this luxury life, and a lot of that stuff is on credit. A lot of it is just bells and with, you know, a lot of the bells is whistles or just not really what we think. So we just have to really remember what's important and understand that there is always a way out. No matter your situation, no matter what you're going through, there is a way out. Right. There is a way out. Right. God is never going to put you in something that you cannot bear, that you cannot get out of. Right. And it's also important to note as well, just because you like nice things doesn't mean that you can't have them and that you shouldn't strive to get those things. And I think that... And that's a very important point. Right. And I think that, especially in the Christian community, like there's a struggle. Like if you post, if you do have nice things, then you're taking away from the body of Christ or you're not allowed to have nice things. And I think that's a very misunderstood misconception within the body of Christ about, Mm -hmm. you know, material things. As long as your heart is not in those things and and your value doesn't come in those things. I'm misusing it. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had to let go of some of those things because my worth and value was from those things. So God had to remove those things until I, he developed me and molded me enough to realize who I was and understand that I don't need those things to be validated. And some of you may have to do the same thing. Maybe you have to let those things go so you can work on yourself. Right. And not have to seek your worth from material things, but when you get to that place and understand that, I don't think there's right. anything wrong with that. Right, right. It, it's super important yeah. to, to know that because then you have people who are not wanting to be themselves because they feel like that's, you know, going against the word of God. And it isn't. He wants you to have nice things. He believes you are uh, worthy of having nice things. Just making sure that your heart is in the right place and that you're not attaching your worth to that and your yes. worth is still coming from Him. God. Right. Yes. That's what's important. Yes. You don't want to deny yourself of being who you are, but you also don't want to make it seem like you're using like any type of gloating or you're just misusing mm-hmm. the, the gifts that he gave you. Right. 
Right, and so that brings me to the to my next point. Um, as I was doing some reflecting on my own journey about transitioning from the world and pleasing the world to pleasing God, is when you hear the truth, it will resonate with you. When you hear the message of truth and it resonates you, it resonates with you because at the core of who you are, you are truth. Because the Holy Spirit lives within all of us. Right. Right. So when you hear it, it's going to resonate with you because your soul is where the Holy Spirit lives. And because truth lives within you, you are a co-heir of Christ who is truth. So you will recognize truth when you hear it. Right. So let me say that again. Because you are a co-heir of Christ and he lives within you, you will recognize the truth when you hear it. Right. Now, what you what you choose to do with that truth, whether you choose to apply it to your life or to continue to live as you were doing, that's where your free will and your choice comes in. But you you know the truth when you hear it now. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a it's called your people call it your conscious, but it's your spirit. Yeah. It's your spirit. There's different. Right. We have worldly names for things, yeah. and, and and there's nothing wrong with that either, but. It's your spirit that's condemning you for what you know is right. Yeah. And what your spirit feels like you should be doing. Right. Now, and when I go back, when I reflect on my own personal journey, I was born and raised in the church, right? So I heard the truth. I, I heard it all the time, but I was not living it. And I think it was because I didn't know. Like, I would see people going to church, but I didn't really see it lived out like I didn't really see people walking by faith I really didn't see people applying it and seeing the fruits of them applying you know the promises that God has for their life and one of the things for me that was important was I don't only want to know the truth I want to apply it so how do I apply this to my life so I can see the results that I'm looking for in my life yeah and and that what hap is what happens in church a lot unfortunately where people are speaking the truth and they're the correct words but their actions are totally different than what they're they're yeah. speaking and that's why it's important to learn the truth for yourself to be studying the bible for yourself to get along with god for yourself because even though those words might be true, it's still coming from a human right. that has still the ability to choose. Yeah. And um, every day is an attack from the enemy where we're battling spirits that we don't know, that we can't see. And it could be all the way up from 10 years till today where your pastor is on point and then... The next day, they, they lose, unfortunately, that battle. But um, if you have your own truth and your own understanding with God, you're able to provide grace and say, you're a human. And, and we, we do fall. And for them to repent to God and, and go back and get back on track. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of that is, I remember growing up, you hear the truth, 
but then the truth kind of gets mixed in with old traditions. Then the mm, truth yeah. kind of get mixed in with church culture. So it looks like, so just because someone else's relationship with God looks like this, this, and that, doesn't mean your relationship with God is going to look like that. Your relationship with God is not going to look like your pastor because you're not a pastor. Your relationship with God is not going to look like the Pope because you're not the Pope. You are who you are. And the 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 thing that I love about God is that he meets us where we are. Mm -hmm. he, so our relationship is going to be different based of our needs, based of our circumstances, and who he created us to be. Right. Who he created us to reach. You know, the, depending on what our experiences are and who we're supposed to reach based off of those experiences to bring people out of the dark and into the light, it's going to look different for everyone. Right. We each have our own calling and our own purpose for which God uses us for to yeah. fulfill out his will. Absolutely. And a last point is when we're talking about the, the transition from living in the world and now you're transitioning to living to God is when you believe that there is greater for your life. Mm. When you believe that there is that more is so that is so good than your circumstances. That is so good. Yeah. That really that faith of a mustard seed is really coming into play with that point because ha, I mean things that are going on in today's world, I mean you you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what can be possible. Yeah. And really just knowing that there can be something better than what you're actually seeing and allowing God to guide you through the darkness while you cannot see, but you're still trusting him that there is something better on the other side. It's what keeps you going. Yeah. It's what keeps you really having confidence in yourself that you can reach the goals that you want to reach or you can fulfill the purpose that God has for you. Because without that, you are really lost and yeah. you do belong to the world because that's where a lot of people are lost in the world because they don't believe in better for themselves. Right. They believe in what other people think is better for themselves. Yeah. And that brings me to the point. I know, you know, growing up it was like everything is already kind of planned out for you you go to school and then you're told to go to college and then get a job and you work the job and then you retire right you buy a house you get married so that so there's already a cookie cutter type of life that's already kind of pre-planned that kind of society pushes on you your parents push on you but there's really no room for what you believe about yourself or what, what kind of life you want to live. And it wasn't until the point where I had to get to the point for myself is what do I believe for myself? What do I want for, for myself? Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you are in relationship with God and you're transitioning from the world and transitioning to living for God, he, your, your desires will start to align with the desires that he has for your life. Okay, so I know when I started my journey, I didn't really think too much about marriage. I was okay with using people and getting what I wanted out of relationships. I didn't think any further than that. Um, I was younger as well, but I didn't think about it. Because I know some girls who thought about marriage out of 
very young age. <laughs> I thought I was going to marry my high school sweetheart and I would only yeah. belong to one person and have shared myself with one person. And oh, no. That's, that's what I wanted. That's how I knew my life. I just knew it. I just knew I'm going to go to high school. I'm going to yeah. be my high school sweetheart. We're going to get married. That'll be the only person I've ever been with. <laughs> and I will live my days out happy having as many babies as he would want to have, or we both want to have, but, and, and, um, have this big, how you feel, and just have all these memories, because I love the idea, and I still do, even though, I mean, that dream is over, but, uh, I, I would have loved to have those memories from, like, from coming a older yeah. teenager to your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and y'all 60, and talking about the vacations you and your kids took, I mean, that was just like it, it hurts even yeah. still to this day that that's not my life but god has a life that is overly more and abundant more than what you can even think of right okay it hurts but i i've gotten over and and right <laughs> and that's going to be another topic we're going to talk about the hurt of the of following god because it's you're it it I don't think we talk about that enough. That's going to be in our next episode. But as I was saying, with so there are girls who thought about marriage. I didn't think I was okay with just jumping around. And then when I started transitioning, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't just be giving myself away. Maybe I, I, I need, once I understood the purpose of marriage and God bringing two people together to fulfill his will on this earth, then I'm like, okay, I, I need I need a partner to so I can be able to go and pursue the things that God is calling us to do together, man and woman. And so when I understood that, I just so, think that's funny. Sorry, I just think it's funny because it's the exact opposite. <laughs> and then now she's yeah. like with her high school, high school sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's so yeah. So that's I so got funny. pregnant at 17, and we're together, and we started a life here in California, but see how God works you I mean once you lay down your life it is he will surprise you mm -hmm. he will surprise you with what what his plans are mm -hmm. when you decide to, to to lay your plans down thank you so much for tuning in we hope you were blessed and encouraged by this episode for additional resources to help you grow in life and in faith along your journey, visit jordansjourneycoaching.com. Until next time, God loves you so much and so do I. Bye.